This is Matt McKay. This is Garrett Craddock. This is Josh Beals. Chad Jackson. Nathan Jackson. And Brian Jackson. And we're the Big Medicine on NWCZ Radio. You're surfing through another dimension. A dimension of podcasts and real-time streaming. Of content both live and, quote-unquote, on tape. It covers Washington, Oregon, B.C., and even Idaho. Existing between the summit of man's technology and the depths of his cave. There's the web banner up ahead. Your next stop, the Northwest Convergence Zone. everybody welcome back to part two of the northwest convergence zone show i'm big d i'm voxy and double d and of course wonder boy is here spinning the dials as he does on lots of shows here on nwcz radio he's One, a knob turner he's a he's a workhorse that kid right there how many what? yeah just so if we can get him to do all his homework or not his homework homework his he's not school even work. school no his uh work at home you know his <laughs> chores chores, chores that's there it. you go <laughs> it's been a long day get your vernacular straight brother yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, I want to uh, welcome you to <clears throat> to hour number two, and um, just real quick, um, remind you that we are heading into the last week of, and a lot of you are going, "Thank God," of this King Five voting shenanigans that's going on. And uh, if you haven't seen it, go to SMI, that Seattle Music Insiders Facebook page. Greg Roth wrote a great article about the subjectivity of this King five and any of these contests, you know, um, because it is, it's a popularity contest. Come on. Um, you know, and I think right now, nothing wrong with being popular. No, but we have two shows on NWCZ radio that have been nominated. One is the SMI and they're currently in second place under the, uh, best music blog category. So, uh, if you're so inclined, I encourage everybody to go over and vote for SMI cause they are part of our family and Greg does a bang-up job, man. SMI is a great source for learning about uh, local music, what's going on. He does fantastic interviews, and he's a one-man wrecking machine over there. And then, of course, us, the Northwest Convergence Zone. This is the first year that I can remember them having the podcast as a category. Last year, of course, they, as far as we know, they didn't have it. Radio personality. So it was radio personality, and uh, they 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 put me on there. You still holding strong in that this year? Nah, I think I'm in like seventh, which isn't bad because there's like I don't know a hundred or so on there. And we're not really radio. And so. we're not radio, and I haven't pushed it 
at all. Not right. zero zip, nada. Haven't put. I think maybe I put it up once on my Facebook page, and that is it. So, thank you, food, all of you who have voted for me, because I, uh, you know, to be in the top ten radio personalities when I'm not even on the air, that's kind of cool. But our drive. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> trust me. Uh, our drive, though, has been for the podcast because that's what we do. That's who we are, and um, we, you know, it'd be really cool to land in the top five. Currently, we're in third place, and uh, we're going to push it a little bit this week. We're not going to beat anybody over the head we, with it. If we stay in third, you said we actually get mentioned. I right? think we actually get mentioned on the North, the Evening Magazine, the show. Like, because uh, they go through all the categories over a series of weeks and uh, talk about, you know, the top three. So it'd be kind of cool to be mentioned. Definitely. And um, good for the whole NWCZ family. Yeah, absolutely. It's good for us, all good for local music. And like you've said before, um, more exposure for us turns into more exposure for all the bands and all the people that local we have on, local artists. And that's and really what we're about. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's nice to be liked and it's nice to be, uh, rewarded for job well done, which we try to do every week, but mostly our drive is, is and it always has been is to the exposure, exposure for, for all these local artists, great creative, creative artists and fantastic bands and all the cool people around that kind of get, you know, shoved aside by the mainstream media, if you want to put it that way. So, Hey, all I'm saying basically is we'd appreciate your vote. Those of you who have voted for us. We really appreciate it. And if you could ask your friends maybe this week to step up and um, we'd like to, it'd Secure be really nice to, yeah, it'd be spot. nice to stay in the third. Yeah, and Wonder Boy says spot. if we get third spot, he's buying us all ice cream. Nice. Well, then that's more incentive. We'll have a big <laughs> ice cream party in the middle of winter. By us all, you're talking about us in this room or all of everybody, yes, everybody in this room. Oh, <laughs> no, well, that's not. Well, but if you guys ask, maybe we could probably give you a warm. It's not nearly something. as exciting for those who are listening. Because we I was envisioning. Unload like, a truck of yeah. <laughs> dairy gold. <laughs> Put a big table in here and just roll everybody through. It'd be fun. We it's could an ice cream party. <laughs> Isn't that just so us too? Hey, let's have an ice cream party. Like, I don't, I don't ever, know. Is that I don't us? Think no, not at all. I've ne <laughs> we've never even talked about ice cream. <laughs> if it was in the middle of summer, I'm okay. But we're heading into like chilly times. Fried so. ice cream. Maybe like a maybe like a big chili bar or something. There you go. I got to talk to Wonder Boy about that. He's yeah. the one that said it. So, oh, wow, really? Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, last night we had Rocktoberfest. Uh, NWCZ Radio put it on, and uh, the Northwest Metal Zone was a big, huge part of that. I want to thank Chance. Uh, we thank had th Chance. three metal bands and three uh, hard rocking bands. We started off with Burn the Harbor. And then we went into Fox and the mm -hmm. Law, who were amazing. Uh, all the bands are great, but Fox and the Laws really brought it. And then after them, Palooka, who put on a, just a fantastic set. And then Def Proof. I had earplugs in when Def Proof played, and by the time they done, my ears were still ringing. <laughs> they were loud and heavy, and they were awesome. And, of course, local favorites, you know, Heavyweights, Monhammer. And it is always interesting just fascinating to see Micah do his thing, uh, the lead singer. He's such a mild-mannered, super nice guy. He has a, he has a, like a customer service job and just a sweet guy. And he gets up there and completely transforms. And it's like he wants to rip your throat out. 
<laughs> stares people down. Um, it and they're awesome, super heavy. Love those guys. And then we ended it out with a fantastic set by the Screaming Starts. Who, by the way, I think we're going to have in here on our uh, on the thirtieth of this month our big Halloween special. Because why wouldn't you? You have the Creeper and the Wolfman and all those guys in the band. So that's right in our wheelhouse. And hey, if you haven't listened to the last couple for the last couple of years or whatever, our Halloween specials is a lot of fun and spooky it's spooky we have a good time we talk about all kind of scary stories is there candy there is candy involved yeah is there liquor there's (laughs) it's in the candy (laughs) no but a lot of people uh respond we get a lot of good response a lot of people love our uh halloween special so we're, we're gonna roll that out again this year and have a really good time so uh thanks to everybody who came to rocktoberfest thank you to hell's kitchen and northwest metal zone and uh, all the bands who came and played we, we want to do it again it was a success people were digging it and so it was a good time all around uh, our next guest though or our i guess it's our only guest in the second hour uh great group out of seattle and uh, just getting to know these guys, they they've been around for a couple of years, but I think they're just they're hitting their stride right now, and they have a brand new CD out. I'm talking about the Big Medicine. their cd which is titled the flood that is the band the big medicine with emotional support and i am a big fan of this band um, good stuff it's very very it's, very cool i can't help but notice that it's pouring rain we had swim drown and, and the flood and the flood right it was all <laughs> planned you know this time of year we try to make it a theme show <laughs> so I, think, I think these northwest artists are uh, influenced by something <laughs> right we all need to go on vacation and get some no sunny doubt. stuff you know uh the big medicine is the band and they are in here and they're they are a large band they're, they're a big band a lot of people i'm not talking about size wise like individuals don't know. Well, let's uh, <laughs> six of them and we've got them all crowded into the cave and uh welcome folks welcome to the convergence zone we appreciate you being in thanks for having us thank you so let's talk about uh the big medicine because i'm 
reading your bio and I noticed that you guys all come from heavy or hard rock backgrounds and that is not this project at all. This has a very Americana feel. It has uh, some, you know, uh, some nods towards country music and it's just, it's really roots rock, roots rock and it, it, it's, it's just some great, just down to earth like rock and roll music. So coming from a hard rocking background, um, how do we swing into this uh, this as uh, as your project currently? Well, I guess I'll I'll handle that one. <laughs> um, my uh, my brother Nathan here and I I think um, kind of we we kind of started this a little bit. Not that we're responsible for all of it, but I would say that we we looked up these guys and tried to kind of put it together because. Um, our parents were musicians. We grew up together, and they were they were like a lounge act from the '70s, kind of laid back thing. And that's they played five nights a week at the local Holiday Inn, and that's how we were raised. Um, and so, you know, we came out to Seattle. We started playing in metal bands and heavier stuff, which we loved, and we did that for years. But you know, our family was always kind of leaning on us to do something <laughs> else, where we can hear you sing with your voices. We'd love to come see yeah. you, but we can't hear afterwards. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, and it just didn't cross my mind, honestly. But uh, Nate came over one night and bought his acoustic guitar, and he wrote this song called The Flood, which is actually the name of the album. And he played it for me, and I was just, I, it kind of set me back. And I was like, we should try, we, we need to try something like this. We need to do something like this. And so, you know, when the timing was right, we thought about it, and then uh, we, we put it together. And, and Nate instantly said, we got to get Garrett, uh, Garrett Craddock over here as... If we're going to get somebody on guitar, it's got to be Garrett to, to be the guy with us. And so we kind of pitched him on it. And, and, uh, it's a pretty easy sale. One by one, <laughs> we started putting people together uh, for, the, for the project. Just, just musicians that we knew that had played. And, you know, and most of them were from a heavier background. But we knew what their influences were with music. And they were good friends of ours. So really, this band just formed out of friendship more than anything. And we just, we're still trying to, I think we're still trying to really figure out everything and what we're about but it's it's kind of coming together in a really cool way how well, long has the project been going so far almost two years yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and and you guys are <clears throat> basically based out of seattle mm -hmm. and uh tell us about the <clears throat> one of the things i noted on there uh on your webpage, under your bio and so forth is uh, this retreat that you went on to leavenworth and it seems like that was kind of a, a watershed moment for you guys, a couple of guitars, a little portable recording. Tell us about that weekend, what it was like. Did you guys just shack up and <clears throat> decide to lay down some tracks? And, uh, and tell us how that whole thing went down. Well, Chad and I, um, we needed kind of a, a dude weekend, you know, just to get, kind of get away. And we've always had a good time in Leavenworth, and we decided to just rent a house in Leavenworth and bring all of our studio equipment. And... Uh, you know, just go out and party all night long and record whenever we had the time to record and just see what kind of happened. And all this kind of spawned after, uh, you know, playing The Flood for Chad and him wanting to, to try to, to write more songs like that, you know, in that vein. So um, we did that and we went out all night long every night and, um, and partied all night long and... It, you know, drank a bunch and Is there recorded. A big nightlife in Leavenworth that I'm missing out. Oh, on? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> if you're with the right people, okay, you know? that must be the problem. We can make a party anywhere, you know. <laughs> but it was great, and we we you know we rented this house and we set up the recording studio and and we recorded I think uh, four songs while we were there. Um, 
Leo's Misfortune being one of them, which is on the album, The mm-hmm. Flood. Um, what else is on there? That well, the, the, we had two others that weren't that aren't that never made it. That never made the album. The but, album, mm-hmm. but it was just not a, that we went pull. How long were you there doing that? For just for the weekend, mm-hmm. and it's uh, we woke up early one morning, really hungover, and made <laughs> Bloody Marys, and we recorded four songs before twelve o'clock in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. it was great. It was just a great weekend, and that's kind of how it all started. That <laughs> kind of that kind of jump started everything. Yeah, we knew we knew after we recorded those songs that we needed to actually make some phone calls and, and try to form a, a band with it. So it was how, great. How do you feel about the difference in energy and crowds going from being in more hard bands, heavy bands to something that has a little more emotion? You know, I, I know there's a lot of emotion that goes on. I've done both as well in heavy band, but it seems like in the more mellow stuff where you can get a little more melodic and that sort of thing, there's a different sort of emotional connection. How do you feel between the two? Absolutely. Um, it's, I, I like it better personally. I, I mean, I think with when there's more, uh, if the song is more broken down, it's kind of a singer-songwriter thing. People are really paying attention to the lyrics and they're hearing what you're saying, and um, and if you and you can actually see if, if they're getting it, if they're hearing it. Right. Um, for me, it's more rewarding. Um, you can get a bunch of kids jumping up and down with heavy distortion guitars and rocking out all night long, but to really grab people with lyrics and and creating a mood with with a deeper with, bond yeah, connection with your audience, it's a little bit more rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, De- definitely a transition, though. Definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our first show, I think I sweated more in that show than I did in some of the heavier shows that we played. Oh my God, they're paying more attention. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was nervous on how we come across. I mean, what do you guys Can't hide behind the distortion? Honestly, I find it more challenging. Uh, it, yeah. it, after, after all the years of playing heavy music like I've had, like I have, and and all, and playing the the mellower stuff like this when you're basically naked, you can't hide. Yeah. You can't hide behind a whole lot of distortion and volume here, and sure. uh, so every little nuance comes right through. And I, I find it much more challenging. It's much more difficult, but it's much, I, as they said, it's much more rewarding too. Awesome. For well, me. the name of the band is the Big Medicine. The CD we're talking about is the Flood. This is a track off of that titled Baby Girl. Thank you. 
All right, name of the track, Baby Girl, The Big Medicine, and the name of the CD is The Flood. You can check them out at thebigmedicine.com. It's a very cool website. Um, where can people pick this up, the copy of the CD, and how much is it? Well, we, uh, we're going to officially release it on October 21st, so mm-hmm. it'll be on... I'll distribute it on all the, you know, at like Amazon or iTunes and the CD main, anywhere CD Baby will put you. It will pretty much be there. So um, that's October 21st is the official CD release party. So Yeah, October 21st, everybody, is when you $10. can check, check these guys out. Nine ninety nine. dollars They'll knock a penny off, charge you for autographs, then it goes to ten fifty. Uh, October 21st at the High Dive is the official CD release party um, for The Big Medicine and their CD, The Flood. And that is, of course, up in Fremont. That's a great location. That's a cool place to have a CD release party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Beggars and Saints also on the bill. And Hi Jake, uh, is it right? Hi Jack Maria. Hi Jack. Hi Maria. Jack Maria, <laughs> which I'm not familiar with, but I'm going to have to go check them out because it's an interesting name. <laughs> is, the, is the family satisfied now? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. They come to shows now. <laughs> they, well, we we're the only two out here from. We're, my brother and I are both from the Wisconsin area, and uh, ah. so a, a lot of our family are, are back there. But yeah, they're they're satisfied. Awesome. <laughs> so they how? Let's go through and ask. I, I want to get some of these other guys into the conversation real quick. Um, how long have you been playing in the the Northwest scene, and uh, what are some of the bands that you have uh, that you have been in before the Big Medicine? Well, uh, Brian Jackson and I, uh, Matt McKay here, uh, were in a band, Seymour Goldfish, back in 92. Um, and we played for a couple of years together before uh, Brian moved on. Nate and I were in a band together called SP Unlimited. And that was from well, probably around uh, 2000, 2001, something like that. And, uh, and then I was, in a, um, I was in a Jeff Buckley um, tribute band there for a while in the mid, in mid-2000s as well. Uh, I played with Chad in a band called Helpment before that. Uh, I tried out for a band called Healer with Brian playing drums before he left for L.A. to, to, to go on to bigger and better things. Um, and then I played in a band from Aberdeen called Jed. Um, Nate and I played in, uh, the main bands were Local 808 and Drop 6 were the two bands that we, we were uh, in for years, probably about 10 years of our time. Nice. And as Matt said earlier, uh, the first band I was in when I moved here in 92 was Seymour Goldfish, and then I played in Us of All and Healer, and then when I moved to L.A., I played in Violate the Standard, then came back, and here we are. Nice. Uh, so you guys have been playing in bands since what I'm hearing in like the, ni- er, the early 90s and so forth. What are some of the changes you've seen in the, the, the music scene, venues, um, people coming out to shows, so forth. What, what's, what are some of the things that really stick out the most to you as far as um, the Seattle scene or the Northwest scene? And I know you guys were doing, you know, sort of the heavier rock before, but it's still, you know, it's still people coming out to shows. It's still venues. What are some of the things that are, that are notable to you? A lot more variety of styles. I'm seeing a lot of different styles. It's not just, you know, the heavy, super heavy stuff. Now there's a lot of people out there playing more folk and, you know, you're seeing bluegrass influences and and then, you know, the the, the Seattle music scene, it's, it's not just, um, you, you know, uh, like rock music. There's, you know, the classical and the, and the um, 
and the opera and things that are going on as well. So there's a lot of diversity that, you know, Seattle's gone through in the last. Seems like there's a little bit more of an anything goes mentality now. Do you think that's good for the scene or do you think? um, Absolutely. Or do you think that waters down the, uh, you know, the pool as far as who you can draw from? I think it's good. I think it's really good for the scene. I think it's great for the scene. I think, um, I don't know. I just I just know that every time that I've gone out, it's just like, oh, here we go again, another band playing this or just doing that. <laughs> but it's great to walk into these rock clubs and being surprised and actually not just going there to drink beer and hang out. You're actually like, wow, this is great. I'm surprised that I'm seeing this band here tonight. It's just not what you would expect. And it seems like that that's kind of how it's going in Seattle. There's a, there's a, they're really embracing the singer songwriters too in, in Seattle, which I think is great. Um, One thing I think I've, I've noticed is, is that, that the, the people around here, you know, the Seattle's had a good, uh, a well-known scene for a long time now. And, and music fans around here tend to, I don't know. I, I think, I think people can recognize the difference between good music and not good music and regardless of style. I, I think, I think that we, we see a lot of the same people at our shows now that we were seeing when we were playing heavy music. And I think it just means that, okay, this is good music regardless. It doesn't not matter what style it is. And you guys have also played over on the east side of the state, correct? I mean, weren't you guys over there? What, what's, how, is the, how is it over there? What, what, how are the people real receptive to what's oh, yeah. going on over here? Because um, we, we don't hear a lot about bands over there. Um, yeah. You know, I know I lived in Spokane or in the area for a while, and I know they have great bands, but... Um, what, what's that experience been like for you to roll through like Eastern Washington? We've had a couple uh, fun shows this summer. We we played in um, in Wenatchee um, at the uh, Area Fifty One is a new club that they have right now, and it's a it's a ton of fun. I mean, what, what was different about that scene to me it was uh, the instant we started playing, people were on the dance floor and getting together and just going for it. And it was kind of a, <laughs> like in Seattle, we're not used to that, especially no, that rocker guys. Here. We're yeah, like we're yeah. used to just sitting back and like watching people look at us, you know, and and <laughs> judging us, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and that's mean, all good. I mean, we're used to that. Impress me, right? Yeah. yeah, everybody's a musician in Seattle, so they sit there with their cocktails and they just kind of watch the band. Like mm, I can do that too, but in in say Wenatchee or Leavenworth or wherever we're playing. It's, People are going out to, to have, have a good time, time yeah. and, and go out and awesome. dance and to just enjoy the music. To see every yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And it's then not we, a big fashion show or like you know, it's just cool. We yeah. did a uh, a show in Chelan, an outdoor show at uh, the Bar Tin Lily, right on the main drag there this summer. And the weather was beautiful. Oh, it was yeah. nighttime, and the they had like the overnight lights going on. It was just this little outdoor stage, and the whole beer garden just was. It, the vibe was great. I mean, that was that was a ton of fun. I'm the guessing. Your garden was blooming. Yeah, I'm yeah, guessing. It was just not. It was yeah, like, wow, yeah. this is totally different than what we're used to. I'm yeah. thinking <laughs> lots of beers getting sold while these guys are playing. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're I think. buying half of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. We got to keep Phil busy. Let's go into another track. Our guest today, The Big Medicine, the name of their CD, The Flood. This is titled The Road. Where I'm headed, I don't rightly know 
I think they nailed it on that song because that does sound like a driving song. You know, just <laughs> oh, it's put a great the, driving put song. Put the CD in, you know, roll around. The name of that song is The Road. Talking to the Big Medicine is the band, and The Flood is the name of the brand new CD. And they have a brand new CD release party on October 21st at the High Dive in uh, Fremont. And then uh, before that, if you if you're out and about, and we were talking about Leavenworth earlier, they'll be playing on October 15th at the end of Oktoberfest in Leavenworth. So might be a cool road trip. Put the CD in, head on over there, and then watch the band come back and enjoy the CD release party. That sounds like a cool deal to me. Uh, we have to wrap this up real quick because uh, I know we're going to get to a, a song that you're going to do in the studio for us, and we're excited about that. I want to ask you guys, uh, you said you've been doing this for a couple of years now. Is that right? Yeah. Going yeah. For, have you guys thought about or have you been down to uh, South by at all? South by in Austin? We, uh, we, we submitted our stuff this year, so we finally got our stuff together. Mm-hmm. Or can I say the S word? You right? can. We got our shit together. Yeah. Now. You can't say stuff on <laughs> We don't allow stuff on the radio. <laughs> we, we, got our, we got our poop yeah. together. We did. We finally got enough together to where we have a package and something to send, and the CD's out now, so we yeah. have a little bit more to go with. And, uh, I, yeah, I really hope, it, you so guys, hopefully we get on. hope you guys get down there, because yeah. uh, this is... This is right in that wheelhouse, and um, you know, being from, I'm from Texas, and everybody knows that's listening. They well, know if you that, know so. anybody and you can uh, <laughs> pass the word, you know, it all helps. I will you're certainly. From, wait, wait, you're from that. Texas? Yeah, <laughs> I know it's a shock. Uh, but no, I mean, I think this would play. I know for a fact this would play really well down there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and not that it doesn't play well here, but you want to talk about a receptive audience, like you go to Eastern Washington and so forth. Yeah. People hitting the dance floor and everything, and as soon as you guys cranked it up. Uh, they would be out of Shiner Beer by Song 2, and uh, there'd be holes in shoes. That's all I'm saying. So. Sounds good. Yeah, in other bands, we've played there. We've done South by Southwest. I mean, a, a few of us, and it's that's I, we're always talking about that. Like, man, with this band, if we could do South by Southwest, it would really it'd be awesome. Well, if not this year, then hopefully next year, and we will uh, we'll try to. If, I'll I'll put the word out there for you guys so cool. thank you want to remind everybody again it, uh the the website is thebigmedicine.com and uh they have a cd release party october 21st at the high dive and uh 
Beggars and Saints and Hijack Maria also on that bill. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for coming in. It's a fantastic CD, and uh, congratulations. I hope your CD release party is a phenomenal success for you guys as well as this CD. Everybody hang in there because Big Medicine is going to drop us a live track right here in the studio. Thanks, guys. Thank okay. you. Thank, thank, you. thank you for having us. We're the Big Medicine, and the song's called Anonymous.
silence up in the distance I look away My thoughts are screaming It's that time again, time where, uh, well, Gimmer's not here, so just Voxy and I are going to share with you uh, five shows that we think are very worth attending this week. That's right. So, Voxy, what do you got for the people? Uh, well, I have Friday, October 7th at Louis G's is Tin Man and the Moss Brothers, nice. which happens to be a personal favorite of mine and Mr. Gene Vallejo's, so I really recommend them. Um, also on Friday, October 7th at Hell's Kitchen is Legend of Bigfoot, Big Wheel Stunt Show, Vallis and Umber Sleeping. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, October 8th at the Connor Byrne Pub in Seattle is James Coates. Sweet. Um, also on Saturday, October 8th at the New Frontier in Tacoma is Fox and the Law, Rooftop Warriors, and yeah. Blanco Bronco. That's going to be a good show. And then something for the family and the kiddos, Friday, October 7th is Free Friday, both at the Kids Quest Children's Museum in Bellevue and the Hands-On Children's Museum in Olympia. Wow, look at that. Some free stuff for the kids and the families. Got to keep with my mommy roots, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, uh, my recommendations start out tomorrow, Monday, October 3rd, 8 p.m. at the New Frontier. Ten bucks to get you, to get you in the door. Wolves in the Throne Room. Uh, killer. That's just a cool name for a band uh, right there. And they're like it's like black metal or whatever they call it. Out of they're out of Olympia. They're amazing. Um, on the second, or I'm sorry, on Tuesday, October 4th, up at El Corazon. This is kind of a little more expensive. Fifteen bucks in advance, twenty at the door. Starts at seven, but uh, Fun Police are up there, and uh, um, J, J Bars. <laughs> You're and, pulling a boxy now. H E D is there. Fun Police, uh, J Bars, and uh, uh, is it Re Redder Reader? I don't. It's anyway. A very cool show. That's going to be good up at the. Uh, so folks in Seattle. Check it out. And it's on um, It's on a Tuesday night. Not a whole lot of shows rolling around on Tuesday night. Friday, October 7th, 
get a bell there. Big Wheel Stunt Show, Vallis, Legend of Bigfoot, Umber Sleeping. <clears throat> Nine o'clock, Hell's Kitchen. That's a free show. So get on down. Two weeks in a row, free shows uh, rolling out at the Hell's Kitchen. So they got it going on. I say also you need to go on Saturday, October 8th to Jazz Bones in Tacoma. Missionary Position and mm. Roman Holiday are playing. I That's, didn't see uh, that one. 8 p.m. Eight dollars will get you into that show, and then also uh, we talked to her earlier on. <clears throat> I'm a I'm going to this. I'm going to have a lot of fun at the Tacoma Film Festival, which is October sixth through the thirteenth. And if you listen close and you email you us, win we have two pair of tickets to give away. So that's four total. So. Your mailbox is probably already full of those it could be. right now. I hope so. I already voted. <laughs> voted? What do you vote? What do you mean <laughs> well, vote? I gave my little, you know, I emailed you say what what the answer was. What was the question? <laughs> I'm not going to say. Because you don't even know. <laughs> the question of what's the name of the film that they're showing on opening night. On opening night, yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so you just, and <laughs> come on, it's not that hard. Just look it up. You should just check it right now. Uh, I might. <laughs> so anyway, if you would like a pair of tickets to uh, to the Tacoma Film Festival and uh, and like I said, there are some fantastic, if you like music, which we all, that's what we're here about on this show a lot of the times, there's a couple of great documentaries in there. And one of them was about Hole's drummer um and her rise and fall and everything so there's some cool there's there's movies for everybody i'm telling you they really rolled it out this year and, and did a great job so those are my five So, hey, guys, uh, before we get on out of here, and it's been a great show, I want to thank uh, The Big Medicine. I want to thank Johnny Smokes and Emily Alm for coming in and also Not From Brooklyn for stopping by and laying down a couple of live tracks. We're going to hear another one before we get on out of here, close on out with it. But there's something that's going on um, that I think a lot of performers and clubs and so forth should be interested in if they're not interested in it. Uh, something's wrong with them, I believe. But uh, Double D hit me to this, which was uh, which has shocked me. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm actually paying attention to something about drinking. <laughs> it does. Most of you guys know that just I don't reading drink. the paper and stuff. Which is actually crossed it. Actually, Skimming. that's another shock that I was reading the newspaper. Yeah, that's what that's what surprised. He was like, I was reading the newspaper and I almost fell over, <laughs> and then that he noticed something in there. <laughs> but uh, today in the Tacoma News Tribune and Boxy, you also you said that it's the been in the PI. Seattle PI and a few other places. Um, they're starting to talk about this drinking on stage issue for bands and comedians and in the tnt the the uh the name of the article is i'll drink to that not a legal punchline in the state and it's all about this comedian up in kirkland i believe who uh was had a beer on stage and they cited the club owner and um so now there's a fight involved or it's I guess it's a fight, but it's also where they're trying to get this changed. Right. And you as a performer, you, you get up there and you, you know, you're singing and the band's playing and a lot of places it's really hot mm -hmm. and you want to drink or you want something to drink. And the rule as it stands right now is that if it, unless it's on tribal land, cause I think they have their own rules. They can smoke on stage. I believe they can drink on stage as well. But if you're in, you know, any other 
part of the state, any venue, you cannot smoke on stage because you can't can't smoke smoke inside inside, at all. And you can't drink. Like, you can't have a beer. You can't have a Jaeger shot. You can't have Jack and Coke. Nothing. Just water or pop. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, first of all, do you know how long that's been going on? Well, I mean, so I've been playing in the Tacoma scene for four years, and I didn't even know that that was a law or a rule for the first couple of years because <laughs> not everybody really You're enforced doing it, anyway. it, you know? Like, I mean, and, and some of the venues, you know, you even get a little bit of a bar tab. So it's like, you know, but but then as we started playing uh, some of the the bigger venues, we, we started finding out that, no, we couldn't have drinks on stage other than water or soda, like you said. And, and, um, you know, the venues are really cool about letting you have a drink, you know, down off stage and letting you jump off stage. So you're saying to step off stage, you have to step off stage to have a drink. Cause I know at hell's kitchen, they have a big, they have a couple of signs that yeah, are up can't. on stage, you know, no alcohol on the stage. Right. Um, some venues are a little more lenient than others. I do know that, but there, there are, um, there are penalties in place, and they're pretty strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you get caught, or right. if you are uh, breaking it. What I found interesting about this particular issue is that John Keister, who we've had on the show, has gotten involved. And what what is your what what do you know about that, Double D? About Keister? Yeah, about what? Keister getting involved on this. He went down to Olympia and tried to reason with them and figure out why. They couldn't drink on stage, is what I understood it as. I just thought it was pretty interesting to. He jumped in on that. That he jumped in it, but I can't figure out why you can't, as a band, why you couldn't drink on on stage when you can drink. Right, I mean, you can get completely shit faced before or then walk on before or after. Let's say you're the third band in, you can forty minutes stand right in front of the stage. Well, and let's just say that any band that's out there gigging regularly anyway is usually professional enough to not be drunk on stage. It's not typically an issue. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, oh, sure it does. Yeah, well, it, happens, laughing, but it happens in the comedian comedy world yeah. with comedians. It happens with public speakers who uh, sit you but, know, out and But let's face it, if you're drunk on stage every time you play, you're not going to keep nobody's getting Nobody's going to come see you, yeah. right. Well, what, what, what are your thoughts on it, though? I mean, obviously, I know you're for it. And not because, hey, I just want to get, I want to drink a lot I'm on stage. I'm only for it for the convenience of it. It seems like a silly law to impose and to fine people for and to mess with their livelihood of their businesses for a simple little loophole where I can just step off the stage and take a drink mm-hmm. versus having it on stage with me. One way or the other, um, you know, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, I have to drink while I'm on stage. So I'm totally, you know, fighting this or whatever, but... But yeah, it does seem like a silly, just you know, something for uh, that creates a whole lot more paperwork and. Well, they're they're saying that it, they're expecting it to to get approved that mm-hmm. you're going to be able to, and if that happens, they uh, I think they're going to they're going to vote on it on the 19th, and it would take effect on the 30th. Mm-hmm. So just in time for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All the bands that have Halloween gigs lined up. Woo! <laughs> so Halloween night, everybody's going to be drunk oh, on stage. All, uh, yeah, you can hop up on stage and and drink with the band. The band's going to be drinking, and but you my know, beer is dressed up as a water. We've tonight. had two bands in here who had um, to alter their shows. One was White Trash Whiplash, and the other was because um, they've got their whiskey gun. 
Yeah. And then Brent Amaker. Brent Amaker with the whiskey, whiskey baptism. baptism. And so they have to to get by that, they have to step out into the crowd. And it just see, it does. It does seem very, very silly. But this is a silly place. Washington has always been a very weird place. And when something gets put in, you know, they never look at it rationally and just go and say, well, what's the overall consequences on this? It's like one event happens somewhere at some time where they're like, no alcohol on stage. Right. And we just, and it becomes this blanket thing. And, uh, and I don't think the venues, the venues don't have a problem with their performers up there having a drink because it's making them more money. No. And it's weird too, because like if I'm at a show and I'm really digging the band, let's say I want to buy them all a shot. Right. And so what, I have to wait till they're done or you can't just take it up and, you know, set it down and go in between songs. They can, you know, take a shot or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I said, some venues are a little more lenient than others. I have seen that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there are others who probably have been busted at some point who are really, really sticklers on it. So anyway, that's some good news for you bands out there. You might want to uh, maybe call down to... uh, isn't it the legislative? Is it the legislative rant that's taking a look at this? I don't have the paper in front of me. You've got the. <laughs> <laughs> that was this morning when I read that. I don't <laughs> that remember. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. For someone who well, doesn't no, drink or do any drugs, I actually think got it's some short-term memory issues. I think it's through. Yes, the, I do. <laughs> it's the state liquor board, is, I believe, are the ones who are making that decision. So you can call them up, and uh, you know, let them know how you feel about that, whether you're pro- for it or against it. I don't know why you'd be against it, but. Uh, especially if you're in a band or you're you're a venue concert goer or something, um, it'd be kind of cool to go to the a bit, one of the big shows and you know see see them all walking out with a nice beer in their hand. But of course, then it's going to become about advertising. You know who's got the Budweiser cup and who? Oh, we don't do Budweiser here, so it's got to be a Coors cup. I can see all that coming too, but that's just that's just well, me. It, it might give uh, it might give those companies more of a reason to pick up more sponsor more bands very good yeah because we have had some bands in here that were sponsored by jaeger Mm -hmm. and some other ones and yeah so they can get up there and throw out hats and frisbees and guitar picks that say jaeger on it but they can't touch it while they're up there it just seems really silly so anyway that's good news for everybody if it does go through as expected that ruling is on the 19th so you have you have some time to call down there and give them your opinion on it and that would take effect on the 30th all right we are out of here want to thank everybody for tuning in and uh listening remember to vote for us if you get a chance tell your friends in the king five best of and uh we will see you all next week i won't be here i'm going up to thanksgiving in canada i'm big d this is Voxy. this is double d and for wonder boy we're out of here this is not from brooklyn who stopped in today and graced us with some really cool in-studio tunes this is titled drive see you next week all right, uh, this is not, not from Brooklyn, and this song is Drive, and you are on NWCZ Radio.
This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.